and to Jesus be the glory and the praise and the honor. A great, beautiful teaching today that you are going to love. And with me today is Lucas. And I am really a very happy man to have such wonderful young people around me that love the Lord with all their hearts. They're really disciples of Jesus. You and Jackson and Chad and others are really disciples of the Lord. And I love that about you. I love the purity. You know, it gives us great hope about tomorrow when you meet these young people. And I've been meeting a lot of them, especially at Jesus Image. And that's how we met, through yes, Jesus Image, yes, my children's ministry. So, Lord, thank you for your love, your goodness, your grace. Lord, open our hearts today and our understanding of your wonderful word. And to you be the praise. And God's people said, Amen. And thank you for joining us today. We were in the car today, and you had a question for me. I did. Yes, go sir. ahead. We were speaking of the fear of the Lord, and I was just wondering if you could expound upon that and just go, go deeper. All right. Well, the fear of the Lord is spoken of in Isaiah 8. Mm. So let's read that scripture, Isaiah 8, beginning at verse 13. Yes, sir. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Okay, now read the verse before that and notice what it says. Say ye not a confederacy. Or a conspiracy, basically. Conspiracy. Okay. To all them to whom this people shall say, a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear. Ah, uh, don't fear their fear, or... Nor be afraid. Nor be afraid. Okay. So the fear of the Lord is not that, because it says in verse 13, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear. Let him be your fear. So in verse 12 of Isaiah 8, it says, Don't fear their fear, nor be afraid of them, those people he was talking to them about. Mm. But let the Lord be your fear. Let him be your dread. So there are three fears, okay? Fear number one is a very natural fear, is when we react to danger. It's mm. quite natural. Then you have sinful fear. Sinful fear is where we fear disease, or we fear poverty, or we fear death, or we fear violence, or we, we fear that something may happen to us or someone may do something to harm us. That is sinful fear because that is saying to God, I don't trust you, Lord. I'm afraid of disease. I'm afraid of death. I'm afraid of poverty. I'm afraid of violence or this or that. But we have to trust the Lord. See? Now, so you got natural fear, which reacts to some danger, which is natural. You have sinful fear that just doesn't want to trust God for anything. And then you have godly fear. And that godly fear is what, the, what Paul talks about in Philippians 2. You know, in verse 12, he says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And he doesn't mean like be afraid. Okay, so what is the fear of God? Well, it's more than reverence. The fear of God is awe. It's where you see his awesomeness. Awesomeness. And so um, people that have the wrong view of God are afraid of him. People that have the right view are, are in awe of him. See, I'm going to say it again. People who are afraid of the Lord have the wrong view. Remember in Luke, let's go to Luke yes, 19, 
21. Uh, the, the man that hid his talent, he, he had a wrong view of the Lord. He said, you're a very hard man to deal with. You're a very austere man. Mm-hmm. Read that for us. Now, that's the wrong view of the Lord. Yes, and people with the wrong view are afraid of God. They see him as a harsh, mean God who wants to punish them for mm-hmm. you know, little things. So that fear is sinful fear. Yes, and so let's look at that. Luke 19, 21. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. So the man comes back. He looks at the Lord and says, you can read the whole parable. He, mm-hmm. he, he goes to the Lord and says, well, here's your talent back. I knew you're a hard man. You're a very difficult man to deal with. And you, you lay down what you want to pick up, and you do this and that. And, and the Lord rebukes him. But that man, okay, that is a, a, the kind of fear that is self-centered. Mm-hmm. A self-centered fear accuses God. Wow. Because that's a self-centered fear. That man is, is uh, looking at himself. He's judging God by saying, you're a, you're, you're a very hard man to deal with. It's, he's self-centered. Mm-hmm. But the fear of God is God-centered mm-hmm. because you see his awe, you see his beauty, you see his love. And I was telling Lucas something in the car today. The fear of God grows with you. Mm. The more you see God's love, the more you see his kindness, the more you see his mercy on your life, I mean. You become awed by his mercy. Like, you know, I, I had a very rough three years, 20, 10, 11, and 12. And I thought the Lord just was going to cut me off. And I'm walking in my room. And this is, look, I've been in the ministry 48 years. And those years, those three years were really rough. And you know, I don't want to go to the details, but it doesn't matter. We all have our ups and downs. And I'm thinking, this is it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through my bedroom. And the Lord said, the first time I had heard his voice in three years, that beautiful voice, so clear. He said, Benny, I'm just waiting for you to, to come back home. And I fell to the floor with tears. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and I said, what kind of Lord are you? Because I thought, you know, People were making up their own stories. I was under vicious attack by people that I thought loved me and were close to me mm-hmm. and worked with me in ministry. And then everything goes wrong, you know. And I'm thinking, dear God, you know, what, 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 what happened? And sometimes you get deeply hurt by people that you've helped and promoted, you know. Yeah. And... There is Jesus. He's still there. And I'm thinking, the Lord is still here? I was in awe. My awe grew. I'm thinking, who wants to hurt a Lord who is so loving? Who who wants to treat him badly? When you see his love, it's like you melt. Mm -hmm. You melt into your nothingness 
You see his beauty in a new way. And I fell in love with Jesus all over again. And I've always loved the Lord, always have loved the Lord, with all my being, frankly. But my love just went sky high. And I made up my mind in those years, I will finish better than I started. And I think this is the reason I am what I am today and why God has done such wonderful things in my life and much more than that, really. And But I saw his awe again. I was awed of him because you see his love. So it's not something that just happens in one week. So you, the fear of the Lord, you know. Um, David prayed a prayer in Psalm 86. Let's just go to it quickly. In Psalm 86, beginning at verse 10, and he, he talks about the fear of the Lord, but then he sees, he, 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 he stands in awe of God, and he says what in verse 10? For thou art great. You are great, Lord. And doest wondrous things. You do wondrous things. Thou art God alone. You are God alone. And then he prays a prayer mm-hmm. in verse 11. He says what? Teach me thy way, O Teach Lord. Teach me your way, Lord. I want to know you more. I want, I want to know you better because I'm in awe of you. And that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, I want to know you more. Wow. If you're so amazing and loving that you're still here when I thought for sure you're gone. I want to know you more. I want to know your heart. I want to know your ways. Mm-hmm. And David said in verse 11, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me your way. And you, you think that David already knew that. Yeah. He said, Teach me your, your way, Lord. And then I will walk in your truth. And then what? Unite my heart to fear thy name. That is the, that's the most precious prayer. Beautiful. Unite my heart to fear your name. That was his cry. Can, can you read verse 12? Yes, sir. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with, with all my all heart. My, but you, you can't praise God with all your heart till, till you see his awe. I will praise him. Because he starts with, you're great. You do wondrous things, amazing things. Please unite my heart with you to fear your name. And then he says, I will praise you with all my heart. And I will glorify your name forevermore. Yeah. He got like a new desire that he would glorify the Lord for the rest of eternity, not just in this life. And I think it's, it's the fear of the Lord that caused Abraham to believe him. Mm. Remember in, in, in the book of Genesis, it says he believed in God. And James tells us in chapter 2, verse 23, that he became the friend of the Lord. Yeah. I think it's because he saw his awe. He saw how awesome God is. And same with Moses. Moses saw how awesome God is. And they walked with God, these men, Abraham and Moses, like a friend to a friend. Mm-hmm. And I think this pleases the Lord greatly. And he, he, he really accepts uh, you and I when we fear him like this. Let's look at Hebrews 12 and, and look at verse 28 and 29. Listen, I'm having a great time just talking about this, okay? Hebrews 12, 28, 29. And we're, we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving here, mm-hmm. actually tomorrow, here in the U.S. Why are we going to thank the Lord? He is so good. He is so loving. He's so kind and merciful. He's so gracious. Now, most people, you know, tomorrow, 
have turkey and have fun with friends, but nobody, very few of the world are going to think about thanking God for anything. But we are going to thank him. We, we, we actually thank him every day. I don't believe in a, only one day where you thank God, you know. But why did that holiday even start in the beginning? I think some, you know, God-loving people decided we need to have one day just to thank the Lord for his mercy yeah, and his goodness to us. So look at Hebrews 12 and look at verse 28 and 29. Sure. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Reverence and godly fear. Now, there's a, there's a difference between reverence and godly fear, by the way. Hmm. It's not the same thing. To revere is important, like we revered our family, our parents. But here, godly fear, we stand in awe of God's amazing wonder. You know, I think the man who wrote how great the what had that revelation mm -hmm. when he said, Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder, and I consider all the world your, your hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, your power, Lord throughout the earth and universe displayed, and my heart sings, then sings my soul. When through the woods and forest lane I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. Mm -hmm. Do you know that second verse? I've heard you sing it, yes, sir. And he, he, he was talking about creation. When I look down from lofty grandeur, you know, and I see the brook, and hear the gentle breeze and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, you know. And very few people sing the second verse. Yeah. But he had a revelation of the Lord by looking at his creation. Or when I think that God is son not sparing, sent him, mm -hmm. sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. But on the cross, wow. And he saw the work of Calvary and he says, my heart is overwhelmed, then sings my soul, you know. He bled and died to take away my sin. We stand in awe of that. And that's what it means to fear the Lord. It doesn't mean to be afraid of him. And that fear is what will cause you and I to hate sin. Proverbs 8.13, please, Lucas, read it for them. Yes, sir. 8.13 of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord. Oh, I'm loving this. Evil. Okay, one more time, sorry. I just got excited. Okay, yes, the fear of the Lord <laughs> is to hate evil. It's to hate sin. So when you see God's awe and wonder, when you stand in fear of the Lord, not afraid, fear of the Lord, now you hate sin, you hate evil. And in Proverbs 16, 6, in 16, 6, it says, you will, you will walk away from it too. You will forsake evil once you see how amazing God is. Okay, Proverbs 16, verse 6. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Yeah, isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. So not only do we hate evil, but we leave it behind when we fear the Lord. Yeah. No good thing will he withhold from them that fear him and walk uprightly with him. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. And I also think that only people who fear the Lord can really pray. Mm -hmm. I don't think people can pray right when they're not fearing the Lord. And we see that in Daniel 9, verse 4, where Daniel, before he even began praying, he told God how great he is. Mm -hmm. 
And you know the apostles in the upper room? Same thing. They begin by telling God how mighty he is. You are God Almighty. Same with Moses, same with Abraham, same with Isaiah, same with anyone in the Bible that prayed. But I think one of the clearest is in Daniel 9, verse 4. Go ahead. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession. But he began by telling God how great he is. In verse 4. Keep, keep going. And said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God. Aha, see that? So he said, I began praying, but I said, oh, Lord, you are the great. And by the way, that word dreadful, if you look it up, it's awesome. It says awesome in it, in the Hebrew. Mm, wow. if, if, if you touch that, here, let me show you. Dreadful, okay? That's it. Touch the sea there, see that? Ah. And it says awesome. Wow. Awesome God. Yeah. So read that again. Yes, sir. And I prayed unto the Lord my With, God. And put the word awesome instead of dreadful, because that's what the Hebrews say. Yes, sir. And I prayed unto the Lord my God, and made my confession, and said, O Lord, the great and awesome God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them wow. that love him, wow. and to them that keep his commandments. So he, before he began praying, he stood in fear of the Lord. You know what is so, so amazing? Is even Jesus, when he prayed, he, he, he feared his father. Mm-hmm. Now was afraid of him. He saw his all because he called him Holy Father in verse 11 of John 17 mm-hmm. and Righteous Father in verse 25. Read, please, verse 11 of John 17. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, yeah. keep... Now holy- imagine calling God Holy Father. It means you're in awe. Yeah. Or in verse 25... Holy Father, uh, righteous Father, he called him. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee. Now, let's go to Hebrews 5 and 7. It says something powerful. It says that the Lord Jesus, because he feared, was heard. Mm-hmm. Let's who, go. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, Unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And, and do you, by the way, uh, earlier in Hebrews 12, can, can you go back to it? Of course. Because I want to point out something in verse 29 where it says that God will accept us when we fear him. Hebrews 12. Go ahead. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Yeah, so maybe, you know, I missed, re- re- well, I'm glad I repeated it just because I missed saying that God accepts us. Yeah. It says acceptably. Mm-hmm. God accepts us when we fear him like this. And it says that the Lord was accepted because he feared. We just read it in Hebrews 5, 7. Read that again, please, Lucas. Yes, sir. This is so powerful. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard and ah, that he feared. He was heard, meaning he was accepted mm. because he feared his father. And someone says, you know, well, you know, how can Jesus pray to God if he's God? Well, because he was fully man. You got to understand. He was as much man as though he was not God and as much God as though he was not man when he lived on the earth. 
God in the flesh. Okay, so he is God Almighty. He never ceased to be God when he was on the earth. And that's for another time for me to teach on this. But he never lost his divinity and deity when he became man. All right, let's, let's look at something else too. Um, why, would, why would Noah build an ark? And they probably thought he had lost his mind at the time. It says he was moved by the fear of God. Hebrews 11, 7. He was moved by holy awe of God. Read that for us. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by I think you and I cannot be ready for the coming of the Lord if we're not walking in the fear of God. If we don't see him as he truly should be seen by us. And we cannot even serve him without fearing him. Because the Bible is clear in Deuteronomy 6.13. It says, fear him and then serve him. Deuteronomy 6.13. I'm giving you a lot of scripture. I'm hoping you sweet people are writing them down. Go ahead. Deuteronomy 6.13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him. And serve him. You can't serve him without fearing him. And Paul the Apostle made a very powerful statement in 2 Corinthians 5.11 where he talked about the terror of the Lord. And that word terror is the same word for awe. Knowing the awe of the Lord. Okay, read that. Knowing 2 Corinthians 5.11. Knowing therefore the terror or awe of the Lord, we persuade men. Yeah, let me let me show you something. Okay, so when when you read that, and you put the you you go to the Greek. Okay, you go to the Strong's. It's the same word phobos, and phobos doesn't just mean fright; it also means awe, reverence. Reverence. Yeah, exceedingly. Awe. Yeah. You stand in reverence of the Lord. And the, the, sadly, some people see that word, you know, as afraid of or terrified of the Lord. No, we stand in awe of the Lord. Yeah. Wow. We, 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 we are revering him, knowing the reverence of the Lord, we persuade men. So wow. Paul the apostle knew the awesome power and presence of the Lord for him to serve him. And so it also tells us in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, you're not far from there. Yes, sir. It says that we perfect holiness. We, be, we become holy when we walk in the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so sad today. Very few people talk about this. I'm glad I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, read 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, that doesn't mean sinless perfection when it says holiness. It means growth and maturity in Jesus. So the fear of the Lord creates in us a desire and a longing to be like the Lord, mm. to, be, to, be, to be transformed into his image. And I think it's so important to understand this, that the fear of the Lord delivers us from all other fears. Mm. 
Amen. When we fear him, we will not fear disease. When we fear him, we will not fear poverty. When we fear him, we will not fear violence. When we fear him, we will not fear anything out there. Because the fear of the Lord will cause us to come to the place that will fear none. And that is so clear. And you read it earlier from Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. But now, how do we get it? Okay, let's let's close with how do we get it? Uh, Proverbs 2. Let's go to Proverbs 2. This is a fantastic chapter that I think every person needs to read. Because it talks about if we seek knowledge, the knowledge of the, of the word, we will receive then the fear of the Lord. All right, let's begin with verse 1. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you. I'm reading Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. So that you incline your ear to wisdom, apply your heart to understanding. If you cry after knowledge, meaning the knowledge of God's word, with your voice, If you seek knowledge like silver and search for her as treasures, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Mm. So people who are hungry for scripture, for scripture will find the fear of the Lord through his knowledge. And how amazing in Isaiah 11, 2 and 3, it says that Jesus was anointed with the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. They come together then. So if you want to walk in the fear of the Lord, get to know the Bible. Get to know the scriptures. And the knowledge of God, we pray for it. Ephesians 1.17 makes it very clear that you and I need to pray that we should know the word of God. So remember, Proverbs 2 If you seek for the knowledge of God like you're looking for treasures, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and walk in it, and walk in it. So every one of you that is watching me, begin to pray that God will give you a revelation of his word. Pray what Paul prayed in Ephesians 1.17. Would you do that right now? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Wow. That God may give you the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him. So we pray for knowledge. I want to make one final statement. Anyone who prays to God will receive answers. But anyone who seeks him will receive his likeness a big difference between prayer and seeking the Lord. Mm. So if I pray, he will answer me. Mm. If I seek him, he will change me. I love that. Praise the Lord. If I talk to him, he'll answer me. If I seek him, he'll change me. And when you see the blessed and understand the glorious fear of the Lord, you'll seek him. I just said a mouthful here. You did. Yeah. That's powerful. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah. So you pray, you'll get answers. You seek, you'll get him. <laughs> you'll get his likeness. Amen. 
Seek the Lord, and then his likeness will come. Lord, thank you for your word. To you belongs the glory. To you belongs the honor. Lord, give us all that desire for your knowledge. The knowledge of you, Lord, like Proverbs 2 tells us. We should search for your, your knowledge like we search for treasures. And then we'll understand your fear and live in your fear. And we'll have no want in our life when we know your fear. To you be the praise. Oh, Lord, I pray, give your people that hunger to know your depth, to know you. Wonderful Heavenly Father. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Holy Spirit. To you be all the glory. And God's people said, Amen and Amen and Amen. Well, thank you for being with me this very special day. All right, let's give to the Lord's work. It is time we just love him enough to give him everything that belongs to him. When you give God your heart, it's so easy to give him your finance. When you surrender your heart, it's so easy to surrender everything else. And every time we give, we honor him. It says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses will burst out with new wine. What a great promise. Think about that. When we honor the Lord with our substance and the first fruits of our increase, he will bless us in such a way, he says, he'll fill your barns with such abundance that you'll see, you know, beyond abundance. Hallelujah. Do it right now. I'm telling you, sweet people, the only way to be protected, please hear me, brother, please hear me, sister, the only way to be protected in the future financially is to start giving to God's work now and not wait till it's when, when, when it's too late. Do it while we have time. So you can sow your seed right now, right now, on the platform you're watching me on and rescue your tomorrow. Rescue your tomorrow with a seed that you give to the Lord now. You can go to our website, benin.org, and sow your seed. You can text your seed, BHM45777, or the simplest, really, is our website, which we're rebuilding, by the way. It's getting better all the time. All right, much love to you, and a blessed Thanksgiving to all of you living in the United States of America, and a blessed day and season for everyone else around the world. And to Jesus be all the praise. Much love to you, and I'll see you tomorrow for another wonderful day. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades. The Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Han Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. 
I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory. Because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihim.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.